get over here. And welcome to the 28th ever episode of Any Ideas, the podcast about coming up with a podcast, and the first ever episode of Who Would Win in a Fight, uh, the podcast that is hypothetically to the death. Uh, I'm Mitch Kreitzman alongside my co-host Jordan Kreitzman. And uh, Jordan, how'd you like that little reference there to Mortal Kombat to start us off? You know what, Mitch? I actually liked it for once. Well, hey. That one had potential. <laughs> we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Is that, um, are we also, do we do a new one every week? Because we're trying to figure out if that should be the 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 always opening line. <laughs> or No, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of just fun to just do a different one. Oh, okay. Week. So we're not ever going to put out polls on those. No, I think it's fun to just do a different okay, one good. every week on that one. That'd be too much work. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, right? Um, I'm already not keeping no, up with the work I should be doing on this podcast. So. Well, we'll talk about that <laughs> off the air. Um, you know, Jordan, today we're doing one of our earliest pilots. I believe our first our first pilot that was decided by social media poll um, being who would win in a fight. Now, again, we... We're very, very broad when discussing what we wanted to do for who would win in a fight. We were just basically like, we'll just pin two things against each other. All right. Well, and it, it was, could be uh, anything. It was a, a mix-up or a mixture of a number of different ideas, right? Or at least it, two ideas. I believe it, I believe it was, yeah. yes. Yeah, that ended so up being I, one random thing versus one random thing. So. <laughs> right. So I currently... I finally uh, hashed out the criteria a little bit before our pilot today, so I want to go over to this with you. Okay. Um, we have a random list of people. Now, we have some real people, some fictional characters, uh, some other, I would say, just in the other category. Um, <laughs> miscellaneous. Miscellaneous, or miscellaneous, you may say. Hey. Um, <laughs> hey. Um, and I have... That's 45 random fighters, and I have a list of 24 random weapons. So, all right, each competitor for to to determine each competitor and the weapon that they're given, uh, I will just do a random number generator the way that we've always done it. Um, definitely helpful to have known, you know, how that aspect of things works prior to trying this. Um, that's true <laughs> and jordan this fight is to the death so okay that's what so, we're measuring here. no tap outs. in a fight to the death who's going to be winning okay and no guns allowed but now no guns but you came up with 24 weapons was that it that's correct wow so the characters involved they get to have what whatever weapon they would normally use, plus the weapon being provided to them at random, except if they normally have a gun, can't use it. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> and I excluded what I call OP characters. Um, so we're talking like superheroes with insane powers, uh, Jedis, uh, gods in fictional universes, etc. Because... Think about it. Who's a Jedi gonna lose to? Superman, maybe. I don't. <laughs> maybe, but I mean, what's what's the fun in talking about that, right? Yeah, it's not very so, like, fun. I excluded. I'm it. already bored. My my thought was, if we ever want to go that route, we can make it its own category of like doing randomized, like quote unquote, god tier characters. Yeah. Then that might be a little more interesting that way. But we can't put them all in one pool. Okay. Um. 
And then finally, if we're undecided, so if we're a split vote, uh, it'll it'll go to a poll after this week. Cool. Well, how many of these are we doing? So, we'll see. We'll see how long we feel like discussing each individual one. <laughs> I feel like this will take like two minutes to discuss. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Some of these may just be nothing conversations. <laughs> so it's it's we're uh, we're gonna find out here. Hey, we experiment now, on this podcast, Mitch. That's what the pilots are all about. Now, Jordan, as I get these random numbers generated here for our first category, uh, how about you just vamp a little bit? That's all. Whatever you want it to be. Just vamp? About whatever? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Well, Mitch, I told you I'm uh, doing a little uh, long weekend over at Disney, about a month and a half. I heard. I think that'll be fun. Just kind yeah. of a spontaneous thing we decided to do. Um. I've already got it all booked. <laughs> it took me like two days, but everything's booked. <laughs> well, maybe not everything. I haven't booked the uh, the shuttle from the airport yet, but <laughs> that's that's one of the last steps. So, you know. <laughs> all right, Jordan. We uh we have our first matchup and. I'm going to level with you. This one's probably going to be one of our quicker ones. Um, All right. Well, uh, we need some practice. So so we have decided to pin Jason Voorhees uh, from the Friday the 13th franchise, uh, his weapon being uh, huge thighs. So <laughs> what? He, already has, he already has his normal weapon, which is a machete. And his wep- his added weapon is huge thighs. Oh, I thought that I thought huge thighs was his um his standard weapon. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. go to weapon is his huge thighs. It's like does he choke people out with his legs? <laughs> All right, so Jordan, uh Jason Voorhees with huge thighs versus Goofy with a long braid. Um What? <laughs> so here was my uh my thought process for adding that as a weapon, uh, I was basically like, well, like suppose hypothetically you could use hair as a weapon, especially if it's, you know, a long braid of hair that could be used as a whip. You could use it to suffocate someone in, in the right hands. It's deadly. Um, so this is a thick braid. Yeah. A really long, thick braid, like 10 feet long. Yeah. 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 And Okay. And Wait, what is Goofy's? It's on Goofy's head. It's on Goofy's. Right. Head. What's his primary weapon? He does. He uh, his fists and his legs mostly. Okay. So look, look. Let's be real. Goofy was at a diff uh, at a disadvantage here to begin with, with no weapon. Um, I can't even think of anything to equip him with. <laughs> Skateboard. Well, that, that's. <laughs> I mean, the the thing here is that I was hoping the randomizer would even out the playing field for Goofy a little bit, but really only made it worse. Yeah. Um, okay. So okay. So Jason from um, wait, is it Friday the Thirteenth? Yes. I'm not good Fr- with these. Jason from the Friday the Thirteenth series. He has a machete. He has a machete normally, and then he's also be, been given huge, huge thighs. thighs. Okay. Now let's let's consider the implications of of those huge thighs. It's going to make kicking power significantly greater. Yeah. Um, like I said, he can wrap around someone's neck and choke them out with his legs. It's going to make uh, climbing, running and much easier. Um, Mitch. Even without that, Jason 
in the universe of Friday the Thirteenth is is borderline superhuman. Um, Mitch, he always he always gets his targets. Are are his huge thighs shaven? <laughs> um, I feel this is important. No, because okay. So I think that's even a bigger advantage for him because now you're getting choked out by some big thighs, and. They're scratchy. Like it's I mean, not only that. I think you, Jason gets big thighs. I think he's, you know, rocking booty shorts to the battlefield. Um, <laughs> so just these thick, hairy, exposed thighs that we've got going on here with a against really a klutz of a man. <laughs> um, really, I think the I think the braids just weighing him down, Mitch. <laughs> now. Fair. He's very <laughs> scrawny, so a, a large, thick braid is going to be really heavy on his head. Um, now, let's think about what Goofy brings to the table as a competitor normally. I think dumb luck is kind of his thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he kind of just falls his way into success. So we can't rule out that that would somehow happen here. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. His his whole his whole thing is that he kind of accidentally falls into the right place. Yeah. So, well, Mitch, there's one thing we haven't talked about with this idea is um, picking like a battlefield, right? Okay. If it's a if it's a wide open area, you know, I'm leaning Jason. If there's a sure. bunch of things that could potentially fall on Jason that Goofy, you know, accidentally trips and falls his way onto that lands on, you know, <laughs> like all of his bits come from, you know, falling into things that move, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it depends on the battlefield. I think the decided battlefield is going to be what the video game world largely considers the most neutral playing field. And that is... Final destination, no items. Okay, so, so basically open field. Well, not entirely, because you have a fairly small platform in play here. Um, yeah. So we're not talking about an unlimited amount of space, but there's really, you know, they're fairly close to each other, so it is, you can't really run away, basically, is what I'm saying. Right. Um, uh, now, yeah. that said... Do we see it as a possibility that Goofy trips over this large braid, which of course that's going to happen. We know that part. Right away. Um, It's Goofy. He's going to do that. Now, is there some sort of scenario where that tripping leads to him winning this fight? Because I think that's really his only chance, right? We're talking about a guy who is near impossible to kill. He's basically undead. Uh, he has a machete and giant thighs with which to kill Goofy. Um, <laughs> Wait, really nothing is on Goofy's side except for his dumb luck. So is there a scenario where his dumb luck gets him to the finish line? So are we assuming, like you said, like um, there's a small platform. Does that platform fall off to the infinite? You know what I mean? Yes. So Okay. Because I could... If you, can, if you can get the person to fall to their death... That's certainly part of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I could see a scenario with Goofy where he's just shivering and frightened and screaming, (laughs) begging for mercy as Jason's walking towards him and he's cowered in fear, tries to like run away, trips on his braid, and by doing that, 
he happens to avoid Jason swinging a machete at him, and he swings oh, and it so Jason's, hard. Jason's momentum sends him over the edge. Well, I think what actually happens is he misses so hard, he actually, the machete actually hits him. Oh, interesting. And then maybe that momentum also. <laughs> well, no, that, that wouldn't work. But I think if he could potentially either stab himself or the forward momentum where Goofy just trips and misses, maybe Jason falls. That's so, those are the only scenarios I see that work in Goofy's favor. Fair enough. Now, I suppose the argument is not whether the underdog could win in some scenario. The argument is, you know, in a hundred simulations of this fight to the death, who's going to be winning more of those? Right. Right? That's kind of what we're discussing. Yeah, exactly. It's a statistical analysis based on X number of simulations. Yeah. So, I I mean... So, 99 times out of a hundred... Jason's winning this fight very, very easily. Um, <laughs> but but that Mitch, one time out of a hundred, though, Goofy's dumb luck is going to get him there. But Mitch, you can, however, you can guarantee that does mean or you can go ahead. You can guarantee that every fighting simulation, Goofy starts off with doing a uh, a flex where his little bicep goes up and then droops down. <laughs> uh, for sure, <laughs> he is always then, doing that. And then Jason kind of shows off in retaliation by flexing his thighs, and Goofy is immediately terrified. (laughs) So our winner here in round one is Jason Voorhees by a country mile. Wait, should we do tournament Um, style? Can we? Saying now we put up Jason Voorhees against somebody else? Yeah, maybe we should do... um... So uh, not not tournament, but gauntlet for four matchups that leads to um, two matchups that leads to final. I think rather than tournament, a gauntlet is how we should go. What's a gauntlet? So gauntlet means oh, we're gonna f- wh- whoever wins gets pl- gets put up against a different opponent, and then we mm. pick the winner of that one, and then the winner goes up against the next person. No, I don't think that's as fun because you're talking about the same. You're potentially talking about the same person over. And, I don't know. What do you? That's th- true. I, I feel like that's we true. should. Maybe do a tournament style. I think tournament style might take too long, though. It would take too long for an for an individual episode. It would be difficult to to work out. Um, now that said, if this does become some sort of permanent uh, podcast, yeah, um, every five episodes we could do like a tournament of champions where the winners come back in a in a bracket and we decide okay. that way. I'll agree to that. So, fair enough. Um, now. What round one already decided. It's time to uh, figure out who we're going to be putting up against each other next. So, Jordan, I need you to vamp a little bit while I do Why this. does your random number generator take so long? <laughs> it's not just that I have to generate the numbers. It's that I have to write down the numbers and then figure out who it corresponds to. Okay. Well, okay. I had my topic for vamping, but now I, I don't know what... Uh, what to say here um yeah mitch is still going (laughs) he's furiously typing right now (laughs) why it takes me so long was your vamping topic (laughs) yeah i guess yeah (laughs) so you didn't you didn't have another is what you're saying i was not warned i would have to vamp so much this week is the problem (laughs) Well, you know what? I suppose that's fair. (laughs) 
Yeah. Are you still going? <laughs> uh, I am. I finally have. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> now, Jordan, <clears throat> as you may have already noticed, um, I uh, included here in our list of fighters, um, some callbacks to stuff we've done on previous episodes. Um, that said, uh, our second round matchup is going to be a big bird with a uh, throwing rocks versus the entire Jamaican bobsled team with a crossbow. Wait, big bird um, with a throwing rocks. <laughs> is I it... said with, th- I said with throwing rocks. No, first of all, you said yes, I did. Rocks. No, I did not. <laughs> I can't wait to listen back. <laughs> Big Bird with a bunch of rocks that are a good size for throwing. Okay. A good Versus size. Versus okay. the entire Jamaican bobsled team with a crossbow. One crossbow? Singular crossbow. Okay. And just the four, it's not John Candy. Correct. Okay. Now they do come with the bobsled. Um Oh. So, do they come with ice? Let, no, they don't okay. come with ice. So, <laughs> well, let's let's think here. Big bird, large bird, very large. large. Twelve, not going to be easy tall, to kill. Mitch. Even even against a team of four, not going to be easy. Um, now, is it canon that Big Bird is flightless, or do we think Big Bird can fly? Ooh, it's a really good question. I think we have to go by the evidence, and we've never, ever seen him fly. So we're saying Big Bird's flightless. Big Bird's flightless. Now, that said, Big Bird has wings. Yep. (laughs) Do we think he has something capable of grabbing a rock and throwing it? (laughs) So he just gets these rocks, but can't throw them? (laughs) It's a possibility, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Have we ever seen him grab anything in Sesame Street? I don't remember. I'm sure. I'm. I'm sure we have. So, so maybe we I'm should give s- him that. I'm, I'm going to say, for the sake of an interesting argument, that he is capable of throwing the rocks. Okay. Now that said, he also has m- what is most likely a powerful beak, as he is a large bird. Yeah. Um. Now against the Jamaican bobsled team, first of all, they have a singular crossbow. Now, we're going to assume for ammunition that they both have infinity. So Big Bird's never going to run out of rocks. The Jamaican bobsled team's never going to run out of arrows. That's established. Right. Um, now, interestingly enough, crossbows are used primarily in hunting, um, <laughs> probably including birds for that matter. So <laughs> that, that definitely puts Big Bird at a disadvantage. Um, in addition... Um, they have the bobsled. Now, Jordan, what's on the bottom of a bobsled? Um, uh, blades. Two long, yeah. sharp blades. So that those of, you can take those most off. likely capable of being removed. Or honestly, they carry the bobsled at the end of the movie. Just have them carry the bobsled and run at Big Bird, right? <laughs> I'm just picturing them with a, a bunch of blades and uh, crossbows going, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up. No, it's killing in time. My, in my opinion, the crossbow, probably honestly, not very useful to them. 
I don't think they would really have a great grip on how to use it, let alone aim it well and hit. That's possible, but we really have to think. I mean, if it were one Jamaican bobsledder versus Big Bird, I might be swayed one way. But the fact that there's four, they can all create diversions. One of them could have a crossbow. One could have a blade. The other could have another blade. They're all sprinters. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, the spr- the sprinters thing maybe is what's going to sell me. I do it for Big Bird. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right, now, I mean, he could go after, you know, the crossbow guy maybe, but in the end, you know, I mean, he's got to focus on one of them and three out of the four have weapons. So, now here's what I would say as well. If this was a singular opponent, I think Big Bird could use his mental skills, his emotional skills, to his advantage, meaning he could uh, use his incredibly nice demeanor to play some sort of fake truce into the situation. Um, (laughs) And then then rock him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now, that said, not going to work with four opponents. No. Because you you can't get them all at the same time. As soon as you get one, you're done for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate because I really would have wanted to give Big Bird a chance here, but I I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the Jamaican bobsled team with a crossbow wins this one handily. Um, yeah. So, Jordan, that's uh, two matchups and two whompings. Uh, <laughs> neither of them I don't think would be particularly close. No. Um, now that said, let's see what we get here in round three. Uh, this is going to be very interesting. Oh, yikes. This is going to be rough. <laughs> Wait, are you already done? I'm getting there. Okay, I was like, why is um, this one taking so much shorter? <laughs> no, I'm not entirely done. <laughs> oh, my God. I suddenly feel really bad <laughs> that I even made this a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, this matchup is uh, Mike Tyson with a machete. Oh my god! Uh, versus our dad with a whip. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! This is horrible. Oh, poor dad. <laughs> oh my god! And keep in mind, having a machete doesn't prevent Mike Tyson from using. Arguably his deadliest weapon in his fists. <laughs> yep. He'll probably just put the machete down. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Oh no. Now all right, let's let's discuss just to discuss. Um in our dad's favor, against a lot of regular people, our dad is gonna win in a fight. Um I think so. He is a large, strong man. Um and you put a whip into the equation, you know, it might take him a little bit of getting used to, you know, without hurting himself. But um, any regular person with a machete, there's the chance to not only disarm them, but then cause a great deal of pain and even suffocate them potentially. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, against Mike Tyson with a machete, <laughs> he may not have a great chance. Mitch, are they both in their prime? That's what I got to know. They're both in their They're prime. Got to be prime. in. Got to be both in their okay. prime. No question. 
Oof. <laughs> Mike Tyson in his prime. That's <laughs> you, that's tough. It, it's kind of impossible to win, right? So, I mean, look, maybe our dad um, pulls the machete out of Mike Tyson's hands with the whip. Maybe he gets that and then, far. And then it's his whip? Well, or his machete, rather? Well... Yeah, let's say for the sake of the argument, he whips it, pulls it out of Mike Tyson's hands, grabs the machete, but now Mike Tyson has pulled the whip from him because, you know, Dad's only got so many hands. So they've switched weapons in this scenario. Okay. I can see that being a possibility, but now you got Mike Tyson still got a whip, but our dad has a machete now. I think, honestly, I think in this matchup, whoever has the machete is at quite the advantage because we're talking a fight to the death here now granted could mike tyson punch most people to death sure (laughs) pretty easily (laughs) but against someone with a machete i don't think he could do it before they're able to kill him with the machete how how long is a machete a machete is like longer than a knife but shorter than a sword so we're talking shorter than the reach of mike tyson I mean, yes, well, but, but you have but to consider the reach also of the has, person's arm plus a machete. And our dad's probably taller than Mike Tyson. His reach not might not be as long, though. That's a thing about yeah. boxers. They have crazy reach in comparison to their height. Um, now, look, we got to consider the fact that he's not going to be able to disarm Mike Tyson every time and switch weapons. Just not going to happen. That's true. Is it 50-50, though? I don't think it is. I don't okay. I don't think whips are that consistent unless you're Indiana yeah, Jones. At best it's one thirds, two thirds, right? So now we were able to find a scenario where our dad doesn't get brutally murdered a hundred percent of the time. So at least we did that. <laughs> but unfortunately um, the general reality is <laughs> Right. The, the, he's the getting the machete reality in the gut of this from Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Think about Mike Tyson's punching hand. Just with a machete in it. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the speed and power at which Mike Tyson can punch, but it's also just holding a machete. Um, you know, Mike Tyson clearly wins, again, ha- handily. And I feel bad that we even put our dad in that scenario. Do we, but don't say we. I didn't do that. <laughs> no, no. We did this together. No. Um, now... Jordan, I gotta say, we're at uh we're at about twenty five ish minutes here, and mm-hmm. things are going well. Yeah, that's um, this is a fun one. I'm having a fun time, and I'm I'm generating our numbers for our our next round here, which um, will take either twenty seconds or five minutes. I can't I can't figure the process out, but <laughs> well, so part of the issue is that I haven't set it up in the random number generator to not uh do repeat numbers. So if I get a repeat number, I just have to regenerate. Um, which that alone doesn't necessarily okay. take long, but you know, can can you it not is just is. Um, is the app not able to just display in a given order a list of numbers that you input? You know, I haven't looked at it enough to try, but maybe I could honestly, uh, if it doesn't, I could honestly write something that we could do this. <laughs> I think that Jordan, would be better. I don't, I don't need you bringing your program. <laughs> Mitch, it would improve the podcast, though. We'd have all the lineups listed right off the bat. 
I think I've got our closest matchup thus far. Um, Ooh, what do we got? At least I'd like to think. Um, we have a wolf with a cactus um, <laughs> versus Jackie Chan with a rope. Oh, all right. Now, now here's some competition, Mitch. This is one. This is one that I really do think could go either way because consider the fact that Jackie Chan does get to use his God-given weapons of his hands and his feet. Um, now, he's highly trained in martial arts. He's very good in in that respect. I have heard this. Now, what we need to consider though is that wolves are pretty large and deadly. Yes, um, but let's. Wait for a second, Mitch. I don't think they can do anything with a cactus because they're going to have to bite it in their mouths to use it, and that's going to hurt. Now, <laughs> what if, just bear with me here, what if they sort of uh, put the cactus on the ground and sort of burrow their head onto it? That way the cactus is sort of stuck to their head, and then they just sort of run at Jackie Chan head first. That sounds awfully painful too, Mitch. <laughs> but I think if you're talking about a wolf here, they're all built on survival instinct. True. If they know that this is a fight to the death they've got in front of them, they're going to do what it takes, and that includes you know, maybe quite a bit of pain to use this cactus to their advantage. Yeah. And like you said, wolves are huge. Wolves are huge. A lot of people, I think, don't realize how much bigger they are than, like, a big dog. Yeah, they're significantly bigger. Just an Alaskan husky with bigger teeth, but that's not uh, not true at all. Yeah, so... Now, that said, though, I think, again, if we're talking Jackie Chan in his prime, that's a... I think we've got something here in terms of a a fair matchup, because Jackie Chan would have had quite a bit of speed in terms of, you know, defensive maneuvers. Pretty much all he has to do is have enough speed to avoid the wolf's initial attack and then have the wherewithal in that moment to get behind the wolf and begin suffocating it with the rope. Then, as long as he has the strength to hold on to that position, that's the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I agree with that because I mean, it's you know he he's going to dodge the first attack. The wolf's going to start howling at the moon, push his head into the cactus, <laughs> and and just charge head on. And Jackie's going to he's going to flip over him at first, right? The wolf, though, I don't think he falls. I don't think he falls no. the first time. Mm-hmm. He turns around, tries again. Um, I do think there's a point where Jackie flips over this wolf again, and like you said, makes a run while the wolf is still has his back turned to him, and puts the rope around the wolf's neck. <laughs> Okay. So now it really becomes an issue of can Jackie Chan strangle a wolf? <laughs> and here's the thing. He's in the in terms of a, a battle of might, his position is the one at an advantage there. The the wolf having to get out of that will have to put forth much more strength than Jackie Chan would to hold on. Now, granted, wolves are much stronger than than people, even Jackie Chan. So that's definitely a possibility. Um, yeah, but I mean, we're just talking about a rope here, right? Like I'm thinking, he's got his one hand on one end, the other end 
on on the other and just yes exactly pulling them up and, and like it it's not a incredibly um tight situation like I feel like the wolf can get out of that just by moving his neck around a bunch I feel like he can get out of it I just sure I don't with the rope specifically I don't know how well it'll work unless he goes right for a a double knot on the neck sure something I don't know I, I'm I'm getting caught on the rope Mitch <laughs> I, I now do we see a scenario where Jackie Chan can use his human intelligence over the wolf to his advantage because let's be real here the biggest advantage a human's going to have over a wolf in a fight is intelligence um normally that would be the intelligence to be able to use a gun but not in this scenario (laughs) so that said is there something jackie chan can do with that rope that is going to give him and some sort of intelligence advantage in this situation is there some sort of trap he could set for a wolf yeah i think um uh, he has nothing to tie to the end of that rope does he see this is where in my opinion the the fight setting starts to become a little bit of an issue um i don't know if we can necessarily say that it's got to it's going to be like final destination every time um i don't know cuz i mean i i that does create the most neutral situation yeah i think it should be that way the more i think about it um personally so i mean yeah i i it i think it does kind of have to be so in terms of using human intelligence there's not really much he has that he can use, right? It's just him and a rope. Um, I mean, uh, he's got to egg the wolf on and trick him is really what it boils down to. And he's Now, what if once he has the rope in that stranglehold, he uses his feet to kick the wolf in the head until it's knocked out? Then all he's got to do is hold onto that rope until it can't breathe anymore. Yeah, I... I that could work, and I feel like there's a possibility, too, where he can actually kick the wolf down, and then the wolf actually... Because remember, he's got a cactus stuck to his head. You kick the oh, wolf... where that cactus just really gets its brain. Yeah. Like, he kicks the wolf okay. down so hard, the cactus sticks into his skull. Um, now, Mitch, this is you, a bloody podcast. <laughs> Against all odds, I think I'm going with Jackie Chan. I... <clears throat> I think I might lean that way too, but it's very, it's like 100 simulations, he wins 51, 52 times. Like, this is very close. <laughs> well, I mean, do you want to put it to a poll or do we want to decide on Jackie Chan officially? I, let's put it to a poll. I actually okay. think this is a perfect time for a poll because I, I don't know if I can give up a, a definitive answer here. I think that's fair. So, who would win? Jackie Chan with a rope or a wolf with a cactus stuck to his head? (laughs) It doesn't have to be stuck to its head if you can think of something more creative. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So, 
I would say, you know, Jordan, this is going swimmingly so far as I generate our next set of numbers here. Uh, let's hope this one is exciting. Uh, all right. I've got our people, and I think this one's going to be interesting. Let's see what the weapons they get. <laughs> Hopefully more big thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully more giant thighs are involved. Uh, hmm. Now this is interesting. Uh, Jordan, we have Brock Lesnar with his hands and feet, so no additional weapons, okay. versus Link with a hatchet. With a hatchet. Now, oh. let's think about this for a second. Link, very small man. Uh, yeah. In a lot of situations, he's even a child, um, depending on what kind of timeline here. I guess we're talking Link in his prime, so whatever that would be considered. Um, I suppose adult. Yeah, is that Wind Waker um, or is that... <laughs> No, that's like, uh, like let's just say Super Smash Bros. Link. That's kind of the default prime Link. Okay. So not Toon Link, not Young Link, Link. Okay. Um, Link, on his own, without a hatchet, has a sword and a bow and arrow. Um, oh, that's true. And then you're, you're adding a hatchet into the mix. Now, Link is a very good jumper. He's very athletic in that way. Mm -hmm. um, he can really use that sword to his advantage. Um so, you know, he's on pretty good footing here. Now, that said, Brock Lesnar, he's a pretty incredible fighter. Um, <laughs> we're talking about a guy who, you know, was collegiate wrestling at University of Minnesota, an All-American, I believe. Um, went on to a career in, in WWE, but then went to MMA and was, you know, a super successful heavyweight fighter in, in MMA and then came back to WWE. He is a massive, massive man. Um, yeah. And, and his athleticism as it compares to his size is pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of the argument here. Can can a Brock Lesnar get a hold of a Link and just beat the hell out of him before Link has the chance to use any of his weapons against him? I, I suppose I could see some scenarios, but Mitch, when I really think about... Link here. He's he's quick. He jumps high. He has a sword, a bow and arrow, and a hatchet. <laughs> Brock right. Lesnar has no weapons essentially. I you know I do think there would be simulations where Link kind of has a misstep, and then Brock Lesnar grabs him by the neck, and then it's a pretty easy squeeze and done. <laughs> right. But um, I would have to think majority rules and Link's going to take him out most of the time. I think that's fair because um, you have two long range weapons in both the bow and arrow and the hatchet. Because in a hatchet, you can, you, you know, it's like a throwing, a small throwing axe essentially. Right. And then short range, he's got the sword, which we know he's a very good with the sword, very he's quick a with the sword. Language. I think that would just be too much to go against for a vast majority of of opponents. Yeah, um, I mean, Link's stacked here. <laughs> he's, he was already full right. of weapons. We just gave yes, him one that, more. So, I mean... Yeah, it, it's... Now, see, this is kind of the thing, is if Link had just gotten, you know, hands and feet, 
and Brock Lesnar had gotten the hatchet. This may be a whole different argument. It could be. But I mean, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> Wait, doesn't Link um, also have bombs? <laughs> I would say bombs go into the gun category, oh, okay. where it's just too OP of a weapon to be able to be used. I did think about that, and I was like, well, we can't, <laughs> he like, can't use bombs. He just pulls That's bombs not fair out of all. his ass, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah, he just kind of pulls bombs out of his butt. Um, so, yeah, I... Similar to a, a quite a few of these, I think it's a scenario where there are definitely sort of luck would have it a few times out of a hundred that there would be a way that that would work. But most of the time, it would not. Mitch, um, I just hope Brock doesn't hear this. Brock Lesnar, I hear, very nice man. And I, I also hear, hear a, big fan of the podcast. <laughs> I have heard Brock Lesnar's a big fan. Um, you know, I, I've heard this, so. <laughs> I I certainly hope that's true. I'm a big fan of Brock Lesnar. Well, I really hope we um, haven't offended him today. Uh, any one of us would have gone down to Link, Brock, just in case you're listening. <laughs> now, Jordan, I was in uh, I was in Madison, Wisconsin this last weekend, uh, home of the University of Wisconsin Badgers. and Oh, okay. Funny enough... <laughs> I uh, I was wearing my University of Minnesota sweatshirt walking around. Oh, uh, why? <laughs> I thought that'd be fun. I don't <laughs> That's know. That's not. <laughs> and I was at a bar, and these like drunk dudes were like playfully being like, "Oh, we got a Minnesota guy over here," <laughs> and like they started like talking about college sports or whatever. And I kind of just like panicked and was like, "Brock Lesnar went to Minnesota," <laughs> and, and like they were like, "Oh, really? I didn't know that." And it ended up working, so <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> but anyway. You dodged a bullet on that one, my friend. <laughs> yes, I, I did indeed. And let that be a lesson to all of you out there. Yeah, just, yeah. Don't don't wear university attire. That's not the university there. We get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh, Jordan, I. it's time for our last matchup of the day. Um, so it's been a fun ride and it's, uh, time to see what our last matchup brings us. All right. And I'm going to be honest, some of these, uh, options were given to me by, uh, Dustin, who listeners now know from being on the podcast. Everyone's Um, favorite person on the podcast now. Yeah. Jordan's not too happy about that. (laughs) Um, Jordan. We have some repeat weapons here, which I think you're going to be happy with. Um, <laughs> so this one's going to get interesting. Um, we've got Paul Rudd with a crossbow. So not Paul Rudd in any movie, um, just Paul Rudd. All right. Uh, pa- Paul Rudd with a crossbow versus Frankenstein with huge thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Now, are they even bigger thighs than his normal thighs? Because I mean, his normal thighs yes, are pretty big, they're proportionally huge thighs. <laughs> um, now, let's talk about this. Um, one of the weapons I included on the list was a torch because I was like, "Oh, if the randomizer would have it that whoever goes up against Frankenstein gets the torch, like it's over." Uh, I thought that would be a fun mishap if it were to take place. Also, small it didn't. statistical probability. <laughs> Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. But I was like, hey, why not? Um, now, Frankenstein, 
even though he's large. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about Frankenstein's monster? Oh, boy. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Frankenstein is the monster. Do we not? Can we not have this conversation? <laughs> All right. So the Frankenstein monster. is okay. the monster. It's not the scientist. All right. Frankenstein's monster. Uh, he has huge thighs in this scenario. And generally the monster, the whole point of the story is that he doesn't actually want to hurt anyone, but he still gets attacked regardless and really only retaliates out of fear. Um, so I think in a fight to the death scenario, Frankenstein might just want to die. I don't know if he is really interested in fighting for his life. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like once he won't do anything until Paul Rudd hits him with the first bow and then he's going to get angry, right? Well, that's true. Um, now, the way that Frankenstein walks, he kind of does that walk where his legs just kind of go like straight out at an angle. Um, do we think his thighs really help him at all? I think it just slows him down. And Mitch, right? I have a bad I feeling. Helps him. I have a bad feeling he doesn't even know what a crossbow is. So I have a really sad scenario where probably 15 to 20% of the simulations right off the bat is Paul Rudd just walking up to Frankenstein, Frankenstein wondering what's going on. And then Paul Rudd just sticks the crossbow to his temple and pulls the trigger. I mean... Now that makes me very sad. I know. It makes me so sad. But Mitch, I think it happens. Wouldn't you say? I think it happens more than 20% of the time, (laughs) if I'm being honest. You just... You've made a very good argument. Um, Because, I mean, let's be real. Paul Rudd, he's an intelligent enough guy. He's going to figure out how to use a crossbow with ease. And he's going to smooth talk Frankenstein like he's going to act like his friend. And then he's going to shoot him in the temple. Like, it's going to be very sad. It's Paul Rudd's going to use his charisma to to warm up to Frankenstein, then just get him right in the head with that crossbow. Yeah. Um, we're talking a 180 it, for Paul Rudd's character, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that what talk about a hated person after that. And it's kind of sad to think about how, um, you know, this character in Frankenstein's monster, who was originally written as you know, this very vulnerable, sad, misunderstood character has more so just kind of been turned into a movie monster without really understanding the root of the character. Yeah. Um, and that said, at least we're sort of getting to the heart of that here with this discussion by basically <laughs> saying Paul Rudd's going to take advantage of a mentally vulnerable man <laughs> and just destroy him. <laughs> um, but that said i think it's pretty obvious that that's what would happen and you know as sad as it may be i don't think there's any way around that yeah the more i think about it i think that's that's just what happens vast majority of simulations (laughs) yeah well we couldn't have ended this on a happier note yeah Um, thanks randomizer (laughs) but that said jordan i think this one may end up being a hit um that was a fun one I think the people out there are going to like it. Uh, at least we'll see. Um, so expect some polls this week. Uh, one poll about Jackie Chan with a rope uh, versus a wolf with a cactus. Um, one poll about how you felt about this pilot. And then uh, our polls from last week's episode, which we still haven't gotten to. Um, 
Yeah. Don't worry. They'll be there. Um, <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> noticed any changes, audience, to the <laughs> social media? Um, anyway, uh, hey, hope you all had fun this week. Um, now, that said, if you did, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're getting this podcast. And tell your friends about us. If you have any friends out there who like Paul Rudd and want to see him demonized, bring them over. Um, send them our way. Uh, we are at Any Ideas Podcast on Twitter, Any Ideas on Facebook, and the Any Ideas Pod at gmail.com. Those polls will be out on our social media. Uh, the theme this week was Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John from the album Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Um, so go check that out if you haven't already. Jordan, did I tell you I have that album on vinyl? No, you didn't. I got Goodbye Yellow Brick Road on oh, vinyl. Yeah. That's it's great. That's a good one. I got that one too. That's a that's a fun one. It's very fun. <laughs> and Jordan, until next week, remember, anything goes in a street fight. And I mean anything. Now finish him. <laughs> <laughs>